Today is the 3rd of September 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship. If you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. It's really simple. You work it out as we go along. But having explained how it works, let's start today's leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, make us free. Free with eyes not focused upon ourselves. Free with ears open to hearing your word. Free with hands reaching out, with hearts no longer chained by what we possess, but bound instead by what we can share. Yes, Lord, make us free. Free to worship. Free to be extravagant with thankfulness. Free to break open the most costly oil upon your feet. Free to love as love really is. In Jesus' name, Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we finish the book of Amos and Jesus is crucified.
Let's ask God to speak to us as we open up the scriptures this morning. Father, as we listen to these words and we read the words on the pages, speak to us today. Open our hearts and our minds to what you would have us hear. Change us, Lord. Make us into who you want us to be through the words that you speak to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And our Bible readings this week are taken from the contemporary English version. And we begin with Amos 7. The Lord showed me that he is going to send locusts to attack your crops. It will happen after the king has already given his share of the grain, and before the rest of the grain has been harvested. In my vision, the locusts ate every crop in the land, and I said to the Lord, Forgive me for asking, but how can the nation survive it's so weak? Then the Lord felt sorry and answered, I won't let it be destroyed. The Lord showed me that he is going to send a ball of fire to burn up everything on earth, including the ocean. Then I said, Won't you please stop? How can our weak nation survive? Again the Lord felt sorry and answered, I won't let it be destroyed. The Lord showed me a vision of himself standing beside a wall and holding a string with a weight tied to the end of it. The string and the weight had been used to measure the straightness of the wall. Then he asked, Amos, what do you see? A measuring line, I answered. The Lord said, I'm using this measuring line to show that my people Israel don't measure up, and I won't forgive them any more. Their sacred places will be destroyed, and I will send war against the nation of King Jeroboam. Amaziah, the priest at Bethel, sent this message to King Jeroboam of Israel. Amos is plotting against you in the very heart of Israel. Our nation cannot put up with this message for very long. Here is what he is saying. Jeroboam will be put to death, and the people will be taken to a foreign country. Then Amaziah told me, Amos, take your visions and get out. Go back to Judah and earn your living there as a prophet. Don't do any more preaching at Bethel. The king worships here at our national temple. I answered, I'm not a prophet. I wasn't trained to be a prophet. I'm a shepherd, and I take care of fig trees. But the Lord told me to leave my herds and preach to the people of Israel. And here you are telling me not to preach. Now listen to what the Lord says about you. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city. Your sons and daughters will be killed in war and your land will be divided among others. You will die in a country of foreigners, and the people of Israel will be dragged from their homeland. The Lord God showed me a basket of ripe fruit and said, Amos, what do you see? A basket of ripe fruit, I replied. Then he said, This is the end for my people Israel. I won't forgive them again. Instead of singing in the temple, they will cry and weep. Dead bodies will be everywhere. So keep silent, I the Lord have spoken. The Lord said, You crush those in need, and wipe out the poor. You say to yourselves, How much longer before the end of the new moon festival? When will the Sabbath be over? Our wheat is ready and we want to sell it now. We can't wait to cheat and charge high prices for the grain we sell. We will use dishonest scales, and mix dust in with the grain. Those who are needy and poor don't have any money. 
We will make them our slaves for the price of a pair of sandals. I, the Lord, won't forget any of this. Though you take great pride in your ancestor Jacob, your country will tremble, and you will mourn. It will be like the Nile River that rises and overflows then sinks back down again. On that day, I, the Lord God, will make the sun go down at noon. I will turn day daylight into darkness. Your festivals and joyful singing will turn into sorrow. You will wear sackcloth and shave your heads, as you would at the death of your only son. It will be a horrible day. I, the Lord, also promise you a terrible shortage, but not of food and water. You will hunger and thirst to hear my message. You will search everywhere, from north to south, from east to west. You will go all over the earth seeking a message, but from me, the Lord, you won't find one. Your beautiful young woman and your young men will faint from thirst. You make promises in the name of Ashima, the goddess of Samaria. You make vows in my name at the shrines of Dan and Beersheba, but you will fall and never get up. I saw a vision of the Lord standing by the temple altar, and he said, Shake the columns until the tops fall loose and the doorposts crumble. Then make the pieces fall on the people below. I will take a sword and kill anyone who escapes. If they dig deep into the earth or climb to the sky, I'll reach out and get them. If they escape to the peaks of Mount Carmel, I'll search and find them. If they hide from me at the bottom of the ocean, I'll command a sea monster to bite them. I'll send a sword to kill them wherever their enemies drag them off as captives. I am determined to hurt them, not to help them. When the Lord God All-Powerful touches the earth, it melts and its people mourn. God makes the earth rise and then fall just like the Nile River. He built his palace in the heavens and let its foundations rest on the earth. He scoops up the ocean and empties it on the earth. His name is the Lord. Israel, I am the Lord God, and the Ethiopians are no less important to me than you are. I bought you out of Egypt, but I also bought the Philistines from Crete and the Aramaeans from Kerr. My eyes have seen what a sinful nation you are, and I will wipe you out. But I will leave a few of Jacob's descendants, I the Lord have spoken. At my command all of you will be sifted like grain. Israelites who remain faithful will be scattered among the nations, and the others will be trapped like a trash in a sifter. Some of you are evil, and you deny that you will ever get caught, but you will be killed. In the future, I will rebuild David's fallen kingdom. I will build it from its ruins and set it up again, just as it used to be. Then you will capture Edom and the other nations that are mine. I, the Lord, have spoken, and my words will come true. You will have such a harvest that you won't be able to bring in all of your wheat before ploughing time. You will have grapes left over from season to season. Your fruitful vineyards will cover the mountains. I will make Israel prosper again. You will rebuild your towns and live in them. You will drink wine from your vineyards and eat the fruit that you grow. I'll plant your roots deep in the land I have given you, and you won't ever be uprooted again. I, the Lord God, have spoken. Matthew 27 Early the next morning, all the chief priests and the nation's leaders met and decided that Jesus should be put to death. 
they tied him up and led him away to Pilate the governor. Judas had betrayed Jesus, but when he learned that Jesus had been sentenced to death, he was sorry for what he'd done. He returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and leaders and said, I have sinned by betraying a man who has never done anything wrong. So what? That's your problem, they replied. Judas threw the money into the temple and then went out and hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the money and said, This money was paid to have a man killed. We can't put it in the temple treasury. Then they had a meeting and decided to buy a field that belonged to someone who made clay pots. They wanted to use it as a graveyard for foreigners. That's why people still call that place Field of Blood. So the words of the prophet Jeremiah came true. They took the thirty silver coins, the price of a person among the people of Israel. They paid it for a potter's field as the Lord had commanded me. Jesus was brought before Pilate, the governor, who asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Those are your words, Jesus replied. And when the chief priests and leaders brought their charges against him, he did not say a thing. Pilate asked him, Don't you hear what crimes they say you have done? But Jesus did not say anything, and the governor was greatly amazed. During Passover, the governor also freed a prisoner chosen by the people. At that time, a well-known terrorist named Jesus Barabbas was in jail. So when the crowd came together, Pilate asked him, Which prisoner do you want me to set free? Do you want Jesus Barabbas, or Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate knew that the leaders had brought Jesus to him because they were jealous. While Pilate was judging the case, his wife sent him a message that said, Don't have anything to do with that innocent man. I've had nightmares because of him. But the chief priests and the leaders convinced the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be set free and for Jesus to be killed. Pilate asked the crowd again, Which of these two men do you want me to set free? Barabbas, they replied. Pilate asked them, What am I to do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? They all yelled, Nail him to a cross. Pilate answered, But what crime has he ever done? Nail him to a cross, they yelled even louder. Pilate saw that there was nothing he could do, and that the people were starting to riot, so he took some water and washed his hands in front of them and said, I won't have anything to do with killing this man. You are the ones doing it. Everyone answered, We and our own families will take the blame for his death. Pilate set Barabbas free. Then he ordered his soldiers to beat Jesus with a whip and nail him to a cross. The governor's soldiers led Jesus into the fortress and brought together the rest of the troops. They stripped off Jesus' clothes and put a scarlet robe on him. They made a crown out of thorn branches and placed it on his head, and they put a stick in his right hand. The soldiers knelt down and pretended to worship him. They made fun of him and shouted, Hey, you king of the Jews! Then they spat on him. They took the stick from him and beat him on the head with it. When the soldiers had finished making fun of Jesus, they took off the rope. They put his own clothes back on him and led him off to be nailed to the cross. On the way they met a man from Cyrene called Simon and they forced him to carry Jesus' cross. They came to a place named Golgotha which means place of the skull. There they gave Jesus some wine, mixed with a drug to ease the pain. But when Jesus tasted what it was, he refused to drink it. The soldiers nailed Jesus to a cross 
and gambled to see who would get his clothes. Then they sat down to guard him. Above his head they put a sign that told why he was nailed there. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. The soldiers also nailed two criminals on crosses, one to the right of Jesus and the other to the left. The people who passed by said terrible things about Jesus. They shook their heads and shouted, So you're the one who claimed you could tear down the temple and build it again in three days. If you are God's son, save yourself and come down from the cross. The chief priests, the leaders, and the teachers of the law of Moses also made fun of Jesus. They said, He saved others, but he can't save himself. If he is the king of Israel, he should come down from the cross, then we will believe him. He trusted God, so let God save him if he wants to. He even said he was God's son. The two criminals also said cruel things to Jesus. About noon, the sky turned dark and stayed that way until three o'clock. Then about that time, Jesus shouted, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the people standing there heard Jesus and said, He's calling for Elijah. One of them at once ran and grabbed a sponge. He soaked it in wine and put it on a stick and held it up to Jesus. Others said, wait, let's see if Elijah will come and save him. Once again, Jesus shouted, and then he died. At once, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split apart. Graves opened, and many of God's people were raised to life. Then after Jesus was raised to life, they came out of their graves and went into the holy city, where they were seen by many people. The officer and the soldiers guarding Jesus felt the earthquake and saw everything else that happened. They were frightened and said, This man really was God's son. Many women had come with Jesus from Galilee to be of help to him, and they were there looking on at a distance. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John were some of these women. That evening a rich disciple named Joseph from the town of Arimathea went and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate gave orders for it to be given to Joseph, who took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. Then Joseph put the body in his own tomb that had been cut into solid rock and had never been used. He rolled a big stone against the entrance of the tomb and went away. All this time, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb. On the next day, which was a Sabbath, the chief priests and the Pharisees went together to Pilate. They said, Sir, we remember what that liar said while he was still alive. He claimed that in three days he would come back from death. So please order the tomb to be carefully guarded for three days. If you don't, his disciples may come and steal his body. They will tell the people that he's been raised to life and this last lie will be worse than the first one. Pilate said to them, All right, take some of your soldiers and guard the tomb as well as you know how. So they sealed it tight and placed soldiers there to guard it. Psalm 118 Tell the Lord how thankful you are, because he is kind and always merciful. Let Israel shout, God is always merciful. Let the family of Aaron the priest shout, God is always merciful. Let every true worshipper of the Lord shout, God is always merciful. 
When I was really hurting, I prayed to the Lord, and He answered my prayer and took my worries away. The Lord is on my side, and I am not afraid of what others can do to me. With the Lord on my side, I will defeat all my hateful enemies. It is better to trust the Lord for protection than to trust anyone else, including strong leaders. Nations surrounded me, but I got rid of them by the power of the Lord. They attacked from all sides, but I got rid of them by the power of the Lord. They swarmed around like bees, but by the power of the Lord I got rid of them and their fiery sting. Their attacks were so fierce that I nearly fell, but the Lord helped me. My power and my strength come from the Lord, and He has saved me. From the tents of God's people come shouts of victory. The Lord is powerful. With His mighty arm the Lord wins victories. The Lord is powerful. And so my life is safe, and I will live to tell what the Lord has done. He punished me terribly, but He did not let death lay His hands on me. Open the gates of justice. I will enter and tell the Lord how thankful I am. Here is the gate of the Lord. Everyone who does right may enter this gate. I praise the Lord for answering my prayers and saving me. The stone that the builders tossed aside has now become the most important stone. The Lord has done this, and it is amazing to us. This day belongs to the Lord. Let us celebrate and be glad today. We ask the Lord to save us. We'll sincerely ask the Lord to let us win. God bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We praise you from here in the house of the Lord. The Lord is our God and he has given us light. Start the celebration. March with palm branches all the way to the altar. The Lord is my God. I will praise him and tell him how thankful I am. Tell the Lord how thankful you are, because he is kind and always merciful. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after the music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
Before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray for you, drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and email. Check the show notes for the contact details. There are links there. If you click on the link, it'll take you to wherever you need to go. But let's pray, shall we? Dear Father in heaven, you are always near to us on earth, and we thank you for all the love you put into our lives so that we can be joyful, even in all types of temptations and struggles. How much you have given us and how often you have rescued us from distress. Again and again, you have let the light of life shine out. You give us light not only for the moment but also for the future, enabling us to draw strength and assurance from the present, the past and the future. To the glory of your name. Amen. and our prayer for the time of the year, and we continue our theme of praying for those going back to school and college. Almighty God, we give you our schools. We give you all the teachers and the staff who work there. We give you all the students who study there. Father, we pray our schools will be places of great discovery, adventure and creativity. We ask that they be a place where they learn to love, and love to learn. A place where everyone is respected, and all are deeply valued. We ask all this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.